Disclaimer, we are not doctors or scientists. We are simply defenders of the imagination. This is not a safe place to affirm your beliefs and opinions. Listener discretion is advised. another exciting episode of the Imaginarium of Thought. I'm your host, Zach, and with me today, as always, is Ron. And today we've got a pretty exciting topic to talk about, I think. Um, you know, of course, we've always, we've already, he's the classic cryptid that everybody thinks of, and, you know, there's Sasquatch, there's all kind of giants and legends throughout history. <clears throat> but a lot of times people don't think about the other end of the spectrum when we have, like, Small people, so yeah. I'm not really. We're, we've talked. Me, me and Ron try to, you know, think about the the best word to say. We're not necessarily talking about people that have, you know, a medical disorder. We're talking about, you know, historic and legendary, you know, mythical uh, races of people from the past. So that's something we're going to talk about today. We always hear about the giants. Today we're going to the other end and hearing about the littler side of it. So hey, Ron, yeah. I blabbered enough how's it going today man you doing all right <laughs> uh, yeah man doing good uh just chilling like and uh actually this is uh kind of like some back to the future stuff right because we're gonna be this is the first time we're gonna be holding on to an episode and releasing it at a later right. date there we go yeah it is kind of weird that's probably my favorite for people that care that's my favorite movie of all time back to the future so yeah it's exciting to try this you know usually we release stuff pretty pretty soon after we record i think ron usually releases it I mean, pretty much like a few hours day. after it's recorded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> we get one in the bank here. With, uh, I'm be out of town next week, so we couldn't record. But um, I'm excited to record today, like I said. And me and Ron have both, you know, looked up a few different types of these mythic races of people we were talking about. And I'm excited to share some with you. And I guess to start off with, Ron, what made you, you know, what, what really made you think of this as an idea for the episode well because um you know throughout history it's like one of those we always go with those things like we did with the uh sea monster episode and our bigfoot and you know different things like that like throughout history uh, there have been tales and, and legends of small people <laughs> and, and i was gonna say too you know little people they're actually like you know those a good bit of them are actually very proud and very happy and things like that you know someone who's big and tall and stuff has a shitty life you know you see all these little people out there just you know with confidence doing it up and uh, actually in the philippines uh they're trying to actually like get a bunch of uh, little people are trying to get together and build their own like community like of little people which is you know maybe that's the precursor to how <laughs> what we're gonna talk about happen you know oh yeah oh yeah i don't think uh i mean kind of what i led with 
you know how it is nowadays. You have to be really <clears throat> careful about how you say things, but no stuff wrong or negative about the project. Uh, like you said, and a lot of times we hear as we go over this, um, you know, the people that we're talking about were thought of as God. At times they were thought of in a positive, not a negative thing at all. So <clears throat> that's what I was, you know, a good is is of it. Uh, but yeah, yeah so, I mean, uh, we man held Shaq on his back. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Wild so. Man? No, I haven't seen that. I, I did see like not too long ago he took like a power bomb from Brock Lesnar through a table or some or something. He <laughs> uh, tame compared to what he did in Jackass. No. Carry Shaq, that's pretty wild. Did do that on Jackass, or was that like some random stunt they were doing? Yeah, I think some behind the stage stuff. Oh yeah, I mean uh, yeah, that's I mean Wee Man's a badass skater too, which I you know people don't know a lot of those guys that did the crazy st- stupid shit with Jackass were actually badass skaters. Oh yeah, but, um, uh, that's kind of how it all started, you know, like. Uh, skate videos and just goofing off in between. <laughs> I think everybody in our, I mean, we did a little bit of that. I think everybody in our had being a shopping cart one point just to see what would happen. Yeah, getting pushed into the bush. Yeah. Um, that was standard. And then uh, also when Tony Hawk came out, everybody wanted to be a skateboarder. <laughs> I mixed they. Uh, project in 7th grade Spanish I had to make a video I'm pretty sure you were probably part of it but uh, that was what video was Tony Hawk so that was epitome of my childhood at that point so it's perfect that you said Tony Hawk degeneracy like uh, Blink 182 running you know running through the streets butt ass naked it's like right. <laughs> entertainment when I was in my <laughs> young teen years that's what like that, you couldn't get better than this. I mean, the yeah, like you two video that was cool back then was running running through the streets. And I guess really, but anyway, yeah, I saw that and I was like, fun. I want, I want to be like those guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I probably been at that age a little bit too much around Tom DeLong. I mean, even now, that's. I mean, I guess I joke about it, but if I about honest. They're probably my favorite because of my favorite at a pivotal life. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Talk. Ask that was that was our me and Ron. <laughs> yeah, and, and getting it, back to uh, mm-hmm. go ahead, Ron. No, I was gonna say, and then you know we were a lot more offensive back then. For instance, you know. Uh, you know, it was the derogative term, you know what I mean? Uh, midget. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was very, uh, you know, everyone was using, you know, we were just, it was a different time. It was a different time. You definitely uh, I mean, had to have a little tougher skin than nowadays. I mean, like, I would say that we're never some, or, you know, prejudiced towards anybody. That then you threw out words that you would call your buddy, you know what I mean? Just as a way to and, mess with your yeah. buddy, and you weren't being derogatory towards anybody, make it okay. But back then, yeah. sounds terrible. <laughs> how some people talk, and I, I think that wasn't mm-hmm. talking about we, me and 
or like dropping something like that. No. But, but I mean, you cl- are, are we're okay then that we aren't cool now. And uh, to play devil's advocate, uh, I wouldn't want to be a super tall person. That would suck too. <laughs> you always have to worry about like walking into shit and stuff like that. <laughs> You know. People don't think about that. I think people think, "Oh, look, the girls like." But you hear stories of, you know, for for instance, Andre the Giant fit in a regular hotel, can't get on a plane. He can't fit in a bus. I feel like overall the hindrance outweighs to people that are that tall it causes many health problems and they don't end up having a long life, just like somebody like Andre the Giant. And that actually uh, reminds me of something here. Uh, uh, you know, I guess we'll, you know, uh, get back into the little little people thing, but there's actually uh, a um, uh, phenomena um, called, uh, hold on, let me see here. I had, I had, I have it. <laughs> Ron's got. It. Hold on, he's confer- he's conferring with his notes. Confirming. That's not a sound uh, effect. That is real note rattle in the uh, background. Insular dwarfism, uh, which basically claims that uh, human species or any species uh, isolated on an island will end up becoming smaller because the environment, kind of like the whole uh, koi pond thing. Mm, yeah, is was, is that kind of like the idea? Adapt to how big your environment is. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you'll uh, shape to your environment. Uh, I guess what what's that called? Uh, um, you know the whole Dar wait, Darwin or something like that, where they uh, the species will adapt to its environment and develop defenses or things like that to help them cope with the environment. Oh yeah, like you, you I mean, just evolution in general. But evolution, I think the koi yeah. pond thing is a perfect idea. You know the the fish is gonna take the pond it's in and people on a small island like that then i mean it kind of makes sense that they would tend to be you know a little shorter than average yeah and then uh like from what we know with uh, a lot of these uh, stories of uh small people um they're usually said to live inside of uh, mounds or in uh into in cave systems and things like that so for them it would be beneficial to be smaller uh, living down in, in caverns and things like that, you know, in the ground, being underground well, that's, dwellers, I guess. I think that's the way you put us a perfect example. A lot of could have been people of average height, you know, that were part of the tribe that ended up going to live in those smaller places, body adapted to being in the caves and the mounds, like you mentioned. And that's why they it looks different than the rest of the tribe, but really it was just a thing where they evolved to be, cope with being in such a small area. Yeah. And, um, for, uh, uh, would you, uh, want to, um, tell, tell, uh, some of the uh, stories you have or. So, um, I hope mess up the pronunciation because I've been practicing it, uh, all day, the, but the one I was interested in was the Korapakuru, which mm-hmm. were a legendary race of small people from the northern Japanese islands. So, 
kind of like in most legends, these were people, I guess to go back, the people are the people that live there nowadays. And they believed that the Kurapuru were people that inhabited the land before they were there, of course, which I feel like is a common theme to the native people that lived there before the current people live there. But anyway, they were short of stature. They were really agile. They were fishing and hunting, which makes mm -hmm. me think, again, that makes sense that they were the natives because they knew how that land worked and they were able to really, you know, hunt and fish and make the most of the land. But Not like I mentioned dice. before, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, you would think that if they lived on that land long enough, they would get to know it. That's why they were still there. But like we mentioned before, they were positive action. They would leave goods and meats and all that for the local town people. And really, it is a positive experience, not like something to be afraid of. But one of the big things was that you never really saw them because they were really skittish about being seen. So like they would come at nighttime when there was no light and then leave the goods. It wasn't something, it wasn't an open relationship. You wouldn't see them out and about during the day. You would, maybe you would catch a glance and there were stories of where if you did catch a glance, they would beg you like, Hey, please don't, tell people that you saw me because I guess it was maybe like a disgrace thing in that culture that you got caught out and about during the day. Mm -hmm. Also because, of, yeah. you know, uh, protection. Cause if you're, you know, so small like that, you're going to just assume like their people have been, you know, captured and kept in cages and basically enslaved. So it's oh, yeah. almost like a fear of being, you know, like, yeah, you're nice and you're being like, you know, being kind to those who've, who've done wrong to you and stuff like that. Like, it seems how, how they are. But at the same time, they're still wary of, of what this creature is. You know, maybe like the, the guy who's like, you know, trying to be cool with uh, bears or tigers or something or lions. Or something. <laughs> yeah. We all you know how like, that story ends. <laughs> yeah, so but you you know sometimes they're cool and stuff like that, but maybe they're a little bit more like yeah, I'll be cool with you from a distance. Well, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because to kind of wrap up the story in the Kakapuru mm -hmm. is they're not you know according to legend they're not around anymore. They retreated because one day, um, a Kakapuru, which I'm probably mispronouncing it now, but was leaving gifts at a window and a man in in. The decided that he wanted to keep the girl for his own so he put her in the window and pulled her inside and was like hey i'm gonna keep you as my wife and this upset the people so bad that they left you know the the village and town and have never been seen again so it's mm. exactly what you were talking about it's they you know maybe gave that little bit of trust and you know we're trying to help the people and they were taken advantage of and they just decided to leave that's probably a lot of what happens with a lot of these tribes that you never hear from is that they probably and just decide to go into seclusion. This guy, what, what is wrong with this man? <laughs> he tried to capture right? like a fairy or something like that. Like, dude, what? Like outside, even the gifts, like I said, they do, you know, they were being generous and he's like, I'm just going to snatch her in the house. And I guess I'm, he's going to, because maybe he was entranced by her beauty because it ended up being a beautiful 
woman from from mm. their tribe is what the story says. So maybe he just got too overtaken. It upset the people so much that they just left. And they even it says in the story they all um, belongings, <clears throat> all their stone tools and all that stuff. They just left it in the land, so they didn't with them. That's how you know how how upset they were. Yeah, because yeah. you know it's almost like what we hear with the Nephilim, right? The you know like the the giant you know they mated with the uh, or the fallen angels mated with the human women and and made uh, uh, the Nephilim you know the giants and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So in a way, that's kind of like a reverse of that. It's like a human mated with one of these you know little things, and and you know who knows that's creating another blasphemous species or something. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you think about that, too. That's a, a good question to bring into it, you know, about th- them having children and offspring and what that would in between the two races. From what I was looking at, that wasn't really part of this, you know, part of this race. The people kind of, mm-hmm. you know, they kept it separate. understood. I think they almost like revered these people until, you know, this one fool decided just to like snatch this girl into his window. But uh, I thought that was a really interesting story. I think, too, I'll talk about a little later, but you'll find that there's stories like this from around the not just in one place. So, you know, this one happened to be from the northern islands of northern islands of Japan. Mm-hmm. And the next one I have is from another completely different part of the world. So you have one you want to share with us, Ron? Or you have any comments on that one? Um, oh, yeah, that was, uh, you know, it was very interesting. Uh, you know, how... Uh... How they were like kind so it makes you wonder like you know uh because for instance uh in um uh hawaii the native hawaiians they believe in the menhenu menhen moon you know about it's about two feet tall and mm-hmm. um uh you know they was usually just like mischievous and you know just you know like these things like maybe they just like to have fun and just get you know pranksters and things like that you know term tricksters and things like they'd call out you know, make sing songs and things like that. And whenever someone would come looking for me to hide. And, um, <laughs> basically, uh, this, the, some people believe that, uh, if they'd see a human who is angry, they would shoot magic arrows into the heart, into their heart to make them feel love. But my oh, question wow. is, did these magic arrows make them feel love and then just like heal them or something? Or did it actually kill them and made them feel right. like good before you felt they love. died? Like... You felt love for the 30 seconds before you died. Uh, what hopefully, out, yeah. <laughs> hopefully it was the first live. Hopefully it was an imaginary arrow. Yeah, just it just, you know, disintegrated as soon as it hit them and just hit them with like yeah. lo- love energy. But yeah, and then you know, with the you always hear about. Um, actually, I think uh, isn't there something with like garden gnomes? Like they're lucky, and that's kind of why you want them out in your garden. I've always, I, I don't know myself honestly, but I've always kind of wondered what the reason being in people's yards. You know what pe- what made people what made that become a theme to have gnomes? But that makes sense to me that it would bring luck that people would have it in their yard. Yeah, luck to your harvest and stuff like that. Yeah, well, do some research at one point and figure out if that's what it is. Because I never even thought about that honestly to look up why they, why they're put in people's front yards. Yeah, and um, but 
uh, uh, you know, and then but then you know, there's also evil, uh, supposedly evil, uh, you know, small people and stuff like that out there too. But uh, do you want to tell another one of the ones you got? Yeah, I was gonna actually mention. Uh, you know, we've kind of upgraded here a little bit, so I've got some live real time research. <laughs> so, of course, as always, Ron was spot on. Gnomes are known as symbols of good luck. They're thought to provide protection, especially for buried treasure ground. And they're supposed to be known in livestock. So that's a perfect reason why people put them in the garden. So little gnomes just and help them with the, with the crops. So that's a, a good, you were spot on. That's exactly why. Um, yeah. So to move on to the next thing, <clears throat> I was just going to kind of piggyback off what Ron said earlier um, where he mentioned that the pe- the people he was talking about in Hawaii were mischievous and almost, you know, like to play pranks and stuff like that. And that goes right along with the native American folklore of little races like that. They were known to hide people's things. They were known to play music, but um, it sounds like they just want to have fun and play pranks. They're also known to go into the village and take kids away from parents being abusive. Or if a kid got orphaned or lost in the woods, they would take the kid in and care for it. So that's just another example right there of how overall it was experience with all these people. Yeah. They're like the protectors of the children, essentially. Exactly. They just fun and, you know, play pranks while they could. But at the end of the day, they were really just there to protect and um, as far as it goes here in America, there actually have been reports of bodies of little races like this being found in Montana and Wyoming. And they've never really been able to prove if it was somebody else, you know, like another race or if it just happened to be whatever, something else. There's always some kind of block to actually proving it. So, I mean, yeah, I like think, uh... I think. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, there's that archaeologist, no, uh, Lawrence L. Landorf. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and he had notes of saying that, like, where they would uh, send these, uh, you know, samples and research results to the universities and, and stuff like that, and maybe the Smithsonian, but for whatever reason, they would always just end up disappearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's exactly who I was mentioning. I'm glad you had his name. But so that that's like a perfect conspiracy thing right there. You make It makes you wonder if somebody this discovery from being known to the world because obviously if this has happened multiple times something's going on more than just a mistake you know what i mean mm-hmm. something's being this is being done purposely yeah they're trying to and maybe it's uh they're they have some deal worked out with like the giants and the or the little people where it's like Hey, well, you know, if you keep a secret, we'll we'll show you where all the gold is. We'll we'll dig out the diamonds and stuff like that. You know, just leave us alone. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I think it's just like aliens. It's I think most people aliens are real now, but and I'm guess the government recently has been more transparent about it. But for the longest time, you know, their stance was, hey, these don't exist because I feel like they think the general population can't handle it, and I think. That would just frenzy, so they try to keep it a secret. Yeah, it's the it's entitlement, you know, to think that like we're the best. Yeah, 
we're we're the oh, yeah. only I mean, species that that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's kind of narrow-minded to think there's only humans, and we're the only people or the only species that's ever been on the planet that's been able to, you know, make something of themselves. I guess kind of a weird way to say it, but I did want to mention another one that I looked in. Mm-hmm. entity that inhabited an island off the coast of Chile. Um, this guy was a little different, right? So he a magnetism towards young and middle-aged women, which mm. um, like a sexual magnetism kind of. They, they would say that once he chose a woman that he wanted to be with, that even if she fell asleep, she would eventually just start finding her way towards him. Like, I don't know if, if she was, you know, hypnotized, if she would float there, if she would walk there, but she would be bewitched and go to him and succumb to his sexual desires. Um, a lot of the men there fear him because they, they believe that his gaze is deadly to them. So it's, it's definitely like, you know, he's, he's, he's one of the bad ones on both ends you know, death glares the men and then takes the women and takes advantage of them. And in the culture where he's known to be a lot of the times, if a woman gets pregnant and she doesn't know who the father is, they'll say, Hey, it's Chiraco. That's who you're, who the father is. That's who they blame it on. But yeah, he's like this little small dude. He carries a stone headed hatchet. He hangs out in the trees and he says, you know, he's probably only like two feet tall. So this guy, this is somebody I'm definitely going to post a picture of uh, when we post on Instagram because he looks like a pretty menacing dude. He's yeah, he has, he's got legs, but with feet. So I don't really know what that means. I guess he just kind of walks around on like his stumps. He's got like, Oh shit. That's what it says. He's got an ugly face, which he really does. If you look at the picture and, and legs with no feet. He looks very menacing. It doesn't look like somebody that has come to help you. It looks like somebody that is this there to, yeah. And and isn't it weird though, like um, that these small people in the in the myths and stuff like that. I guess except for that one that she had told with the Japanese thing, but they're usually described <laughs> right. as like old old ugly people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. That's what makes me always theorize or think that a lot of the the people that are talked about here are the natives and their older people that have been there for a really long time. And maybe they, they have the ability a lot longer than what we do nowadays, Ooh, which yeah. is why they seem so old. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. like just in Bible times, I don't know any of the statistics, but a lot of the giant, you know, the big characters in the Bible were living hundreds of years. You know what I mean? And now mm-hmm. if somebody lives to a hundred, that's about as far as it goes. So, these could be types of people like from the Bible that, that live for two or 300 years, which is why they're so old. And maybe that's why their stature is a lot smaller because in the time they were born, that's what was common. That's crazy, dude. And you know, it, it also too, like they said, uh, why Andre the giant kind of died young is because his, uh, blood vessels, you know, couldn't reach through his body and things like mm-hmm. that. So maybe with the smaller blood vessel, you know, and just a smaller frame and design and stuff like that. Maybe they that would allow them to live longer and stuff. I that's mean, yeah, crazy. that's that's a really good point. Like you said, if 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 it takes more, it takes more effort and stress to run a big body like that. You would think mm-hmm. that a smaller body like that would take a lot less effort and 
I mean, honestly, and like in a basic way, as far as being like hunters and stuff like that, being smaller like that, they're going to be able to hide a lot better and anything that may be harmful to them easier than, you know, somebody that's six foot tall walking. But, you know, uh, for instance, in uh, Lewis and Clark's journals, they claim that these uh, Native Americans believed in little people who inhabited uh, this place called Spirit Mound. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they went there, but they didn't see them. Uh, but supposedly, like, these things were dangerous. Like, people didn't want to mess with them. And also in, like, Alaska, um, their version of the, li- of the small people um, are uh, very stocky and powerful. And they move quickly. And, you know, they have a, an aggressive uh, nature about them. And, mm-hmm. and that makes me think, like, that's terrifying. Like, okay, it's a Bigfoot. You know, he's running at you and stuff like that. And who knows how fast Big, Bigfoot moves. I mean, in the little footages, it looks like he kind of he's kind of slow. But right. Imagine, he's more like know, swaggering along. Swagging, like, yeah. But uh, freaking uh, imagine, like, a Yoda, you know, like a swole Yoda, just like rushing at you and you know he's super strong because they they say that like chimps are like six times stronger than a 200 pound man they're only like three and a half feet tall you oh know? yeah that's a that's something i didn't even think to look at like to research at all i'm a pretty big star wars fan but i'm not quite sure like what yoda's race is called in you know in the star wars universe but i mean he's probably one of the be- most badass of all i remember seeing one of the movies in theaters for the first time it's when he has his lightsaber battle with count dooku and this man was just fucking going wild doing things that a full-size human couldn't do you know what i mean that was the best part of the movie yeah you remember you know exactly which i think it's episode uh two two yeah i think it's episode two but uh, uh, yeah that three was three two or yeah. three is it three yeah i think it was three it was it was yeah. the clone wars or something like that yeah it's one of the not the newer trilogy but it was the new trilogy when me and rom were younger but uh, yeah, that was like that was definitely the coolest part of the movie. Uh, was little Yoda going crazy? And he was a cheat character in a video game because he's so small. It's like hard to hit right. him. <laughs> he's like so fast, but but also like strong. You know, like you're thinking, oh, I'm just gonna pick this guy up and slam him, and then when you grab him, he picks you up <laughs> and throws <Right>. you. <laughs> because uh, right. so, some of these people who've had encounters with these uh, uh, gnomes out there in like Alaska and and these harsh conditions, like they say they pick up huge boulders and throw them at you, but they're small, you know, like they're, you know, so that's just freakish. Like a, you know, us, we can pick up the bolt, you know, these huge, you know, maybe two, 300 pound boulders and they're just tossing them at you. So that's kind of makes sense to me. Like you said, because they're out there in super rough conditions. So they have to be more physical. Just somebody that was in the woods in a normal temperature. Yeah, have you uh, heard of the show Alone? <clears throat> no, I haven't heard of that before. What's that about? It's a show where it's actually I've I've just been watching. It's actually really good. They drop off uh, ten people out in like a harsh environment, like the uh, Vancouver Islands um, up there in British Columbia, and um, you know food is scarce. You know, it's the the environment is harsh. You got you know bears and cougars, and also the uh, um, the weather. You know, is horrible. Um, yeah. yeah. So something like that. So say like, okay, how do they how do they make it out there? Right? They don't. Ha- there's no tents. There's no tent cities. There's no things like that. 
it's because they're living in the cage systems. Yeah. They'd have to be, like you said, they couldn't survive out there in, in, in the, in the wild out mm-hmm. in nature like that, with it being that cold and rainy and wet and everything else. Yeah. And underground yeah. stays in even temperature, you know? Oh yeah. I actually, because they, they tap out whenever they want and whoever, or is it, is it, yeah. that or is it really, that's what, <laughs> that's what, it, that's what it is. And like, uh, it's pretty wild, like to think, and and all of those people who who go out there and do that, right? They're away from all the electronics. They're away from all this stuff, um, where they're just focused on like the winner of the first season. He's like, time time stops existing. Like the only thing that matters is now. You're not even concerned about the past. You're, what happened? You're not concerned about what's gonna happen. You're concerned about what's going on right now. And it's oh, always yeah. like a spiritual like connection. Like some some sort of like spiritual thing happens to these people out there trying to survive in the wild. Yeah, I think when you get down to the the base of just trying to survive, it's it's a whole other world. When you're not checking your phone every hour, a few minutes, and you're not worrying about you know what's on Netflix or worried about work or anything like that. With nature, I could imagine that's a spiritual experience. I've never. I mean, of course, I've gone camping and stuff before, but you're still, you have your phone and you have food you brought along. You're not having to hunt for food. I couldn't imagine how that experience would actually feel to have to survive like that. Yeah, you're not having to bunker down because if you go outside for too long, you will die. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, like, yeah, you, I see like wild animals all the time. Like, oh, man must be nice to be an animal. They don't have to go to work. They don't have to worry about paying bills. And then I think of this man's running around all day, just trying to find something to eat and like try to mm-hmm. have a place where he doesn't die. Like it, it really is for them. It really is the wild. You know what I mean? It's there's none of the comforts that we have. So it- any kind of race of people that were living in the be way stronger and way more physically fit, mentally fit than somebody mm-hmm. that were coddled yeah no no matter their size too i mean because you think about the uh app the indigenous people in in uh in the jungles and stuff like that like yeah they're only like five feet tall but that those dudes are like you know crazy strong like you see their bill like you know they're not like huge muscular and stuff like that uh because a lot of those dudes that are like that they're just juicing anyways <laughs> but, yeah right uh but yeah it's a different kind of strength it's functional strength you know these guys they don't they're not lifting weights they're they're out there surviving and that's that's a whole different game like because you take one of those kind of guys and you drop them out in their world they ain't making it they're, they'll be they'll be dead within a week or you know or not oh, know, yeah, they'll be, yeah. yeah they'll be losing it their <laughs> muscles you know start eating away this they're the reason why these probably guys don't get so bulky is because they're just doing physical activity, you know, the majority of the time. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean like somebody that's got muscles like that from going to the gym, once they stop going to the gym, those muscles are going to go away. But the other dudes you're talking about are just fucking jacked because they do man stuff on a day to day basis. And that's why they're jacked. So they don't have to worry about maintaining the muscle and stuff because they just go about their normal day and they're going to get. And it's a different kind of muscle, you know, it's a muscle that's, you know, they, there's no rest days. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If if you rest, you know, you you don't eat, and you don't eat, you you die. That's just you know. 
Exactly. So, there's um, not weekends in the, in the wild. Yeah. There's no weekends in the wild, you know? So, right. um, and you know, I was just thinking too, you know, you hear about all these like underground bunkers and things uh-huh. like that. Maybe that, maybe that's like, because they're, they are working with like, cause you know, um, some people believe that these little people or not little people, sorry, try not to be offensive, but the small people, they have, uh, um, powers, they're actually some people claim that they're actually like earth spirits like the fairies and, and thing like that things like that like they actually have like you know they can do spells and magic spells and things like that oh yeah i mean you can imagine that if there are creatures that have way longer than we these that we've never known even existed you know um i kind of wanted to jump into one too you were talking about you know the underground caves and stuff so it's perfect it brings me to the last one that i was going to talk about and it was called the knocker or here in the united states they call it tommy knocker so (laughs) these were like little (laughs) right i don't know what what the reason for that is but it was these little gnome like cornish legend that were around two feet tall large heads long arms wrinkled skin and white whiskers so a lot of exactly what you think of the gnomes you were talking about in gardens earlier and they mm-hmm. were known to commit random mischief, such as they would, you know, they were known to be around mining towns and they would steal these miners' mm-hmm. tools and their lunch and stuff like that. But to bring it around, the reason they're called knockers is because they lived in the ground. And as the people in the town were mining the tin in the cave, knock on the walls to let the people know that a collapse was coming so that they could get out killed so they called them knockers which i thought was really cool that's cool (laughs) yeah so i mean they were really trying to help the people you would be you know down there in the mine for 10 and you knock and you knew hey i need to get out because they're telling me that uh a collapse is coming and so they lived on what kind of vast kind of cave system or kind of living system they had underneath there you know also shows too like um how like uh, for instance, like when you're out there and you, this is your life, you know, we're just seeing maybe these are just human, human species. Uh, it's, it's like, it gives them something to do. You know what I mean? Like it gives them a purpose to, to help us or either play jokes on us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It gives them some sort of entertainment. (laughs) Oh yeah. This is like their fun. That's what they do for fun. Like, you know, at the end of the help you but until then we're gonna steal your lunch and misplace your hat and all that stuff just just because we think it's funny yeah like dolphins or something like that like in a way like how they are yeah definitely but um i also want to oh i'm sorry uh, no go ahead quick that like the legend of the knockers is even come up until like the 19th in america there was a large mine that closed back in 1956 Mm-hmm. And the a couple a bunch of the workers kind of got together and and got a petition going that they wanted their boss to send knockers into the cave again before they would go back in to make sure it was safe. So this isn't necessarily just something from thousands of years ago. You know, this was only fifty years ago. And actually, Stephen King wrote a book about it called The Tommy Knockers. Mm-hmm. So I love Stephen King. So for anybody that wants to you know read a little bit about it, but yeah, it's a fiction horror book called the Tommy knockers. So I thought it was pretty cool. 
And like, it makes you wonder too if like records are just being like, like disappear, like how like well that one uh, archaeologist claims. Uh-huh. Um, maybe you know, we ha- you know we could have positive interactions with them and have had positive interactions. Like, you know, like somebody's like great grandpa's like, oh yeah, I love me some knockers. <laughs> 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 right. I mean, yeah, like, I it, would, say that. Yeah. No, it sounds like it would like sound crazy and loud to us. But I mean, if they were true and you saw them and you worked with them, it would just be a normal thing. Like, oh, yeah, I saw old Tommy, you know, he's a little mm. he's the head knocker down there. You know what I mean? Like, it would just be a normal day. Whereas to us, it sounds really wild. But yeah, there's some knockers that are bigger than others. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were going to go there. <laughs> I knew that joke would be. It's true. I mean, there are knockers, right? Not all these. Yeah. Just like us. Knockers were the same. They is. <laughs> no. <Smaller. laughs> but um, also, like. Cool. Oh, yeah. No, um, uh, I was going to say, uh, um, you know, back in 2004, uh, a new humanoid uh you know human species branch was kind of announced called the homo mm. florensiensis which is over about a meter tall and, and um you know they said it made primitive tools and um it was uh you know it's they found bones and things like that so you know small small people have existed not like you know like they're they're like normal people but they're just you know, two feet tall. Oh yeah. And um, actually, also too recently in two thousand and nineteen, they uh, in the Philippines actually, uh, where I'm from, uh, and actually on the island that I'm from. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, there was a unknown human species found there that they uh, think was maybe from around fifty thousand years ago, and um, they said that. Uh, you know, it, it walked upright, you know, it wasn't, but it was also, uh, the way it's, uh, toes and fingers were, it showed that they could climb through trees easily and oh, things wow. like that. So maybe that's what, you know, they're able, you know, we think about underground and stuff too, but maybe there's some that develop climbing abilities. And, and like we said earlier with, um, being able to go underground, whereas being small would be helpful. Climbing trees would be helpful having that smaller stature as well oh yeah i bet so do you um do you know offhand what what's the name of the island that you're from uh luzon luzon mm-hmm. yeah check that out. that's pretty cool yeah I, when you mentioned it, i looked it up real quick about the um homo f- f- floresiensis i'm probably mm-hmm. having our you know yeah man they've done it looks like they've done studies on this thing and everything and it, it's legit you know what i mean it's not it's not a fake and it's not uh, an abnormal bone structure. It's not somebody that had maybe a disease or something that stopped them from growing. They think it's just a species of human that averaged about a little over three and a half feet tall, which doesn't sound super short. But nowadays, if you think that most people are at least five feet tall or something, that that's a lot shorter than the average person. Yeah. I mean, and somebody who's, two feet tall, two and a half feet tall. If they saw me at five, nine, they'd think I was a giant. <laughs> like, oh, this yeah. man's a giant. It's a living giant. <laughs> exactly. And, it's, uh, it's like, just look, mm, uh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, yeah, I'm sorry. 
I was just saying, like, looking over it real quick, too, it's just like we talked about earlier. So, things that were found in the homo, you know what thing, I can't pronounce it, that Ron was talking about, <clears throat> taken out of the research lab by the person that found him, I guess, against against people's wishes, and he kept him some site for three months. So, that makes me, um, like, I don't know, right there, I'm somebody got to him or something happened. And they took the shit out and and did something to it and brought it back because they haven't been able to good DNA sequence out of it, even though they've tried multiple times. So that just sounds really fishy to me. Yeah, and also earlier you were talking about the you know aliens. You know, we we a lot of people talk about the gray aliens are only about you know three feet tall. You know, very they're very short as well. You know, some some you know some do claim that they're very tall, but the majority when you think of a little gray alien you, you know i wouldn't think of it being much more than you know three and a half four feet tall maybe oh yeah i, I mean i definitely think of an alien one that's going to be shorter than me not, not a big not giant one so it could have been that these the little people are actually our ancestors and they just develop skills way back before us and and actually you know are the ones operating these high-tech devices and stuff Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the theory. I think that's, you know, a lot of the talk nowadays with the Mars exploration and things like that is that it's people that eventually that they're able to travel to other planets and other dimensions and who knows, live forever, maybe. And then some just decided that, you know, they weren't about that and they'd rather just live in caves and just be natural, you know like the fairies and things like that. That's how I feel a lot of times with people in general, that I would probably just rather live in a cave than deal with most people on a day-to-day basis. So I can relate there a little bit. I'd have to have, I'd have to have internet access to cave and that would be okay. Yeah. I would, to live in a cave, that would be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it dark. My room's usually always dark anyway. I don't really, yeah. I guess I don't like it wet, but I mean, we live in the South where it's hot and sticky all the time anyway. I don't think it would be too far of a stretch for me. You know, like a basement, a little man cave, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Based, I mean, kind of the same thing, right? I guess, I guess there, I mean, there's all kind of other creatures in a cave that I probably wouldn't want to deal with. So uh, that would probably be the downfall. Oh yeah. True. Like you have to fight the bear, you know? Yeah, or bats and shit and bugs. Or I, I don't know. Like, I don't know that we really have caves around here in Savannah or, you know, in South Carolina that I know of. I'm sure there are caves, but it's not like where there are vast cave systems. I yeah, might going be, like... I might be completely wrong. I don't I don't know mm-hmm. of any access to caves around here. Well, you see sometimes, like, videos of, like, I guess, like, like maybe, like... Uh, mountains are like cored out in like entire like facilities are inside these like mountains you know oh yeah 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 it doesn't i guess that's true it doesn't necessarily have to be under the ground it could be inside of something like the mountains i think there's i could imagine there's kind of secret government bunkers and you know secret hideouts that are built into the side of mountains and stuff like that that most people have no clue about Dude, what uh, the thing is here, what if the small people built uh, the pyramids? Like, you think of the Could pyramids be. being like stacked up, 
you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. For whatever reason, maybe it's like they cord it out. I don't know. I don't know. I have to think about that. I'm just I'm just throwing, just throwing shit out. I'm just freeballing. I'm just freestyling. <laughs> I'm just freeballing. But yeah, I guess um, I guess we pretty much covered up. Oh, I wanted to talk about too. Do you remember that movie, uh, Puppet Master? Yeah, yeah, the horror movie. Yeah, the horror. Um, like okay, we've talked about you know small people that are like two feet tall. But what if they're only like a few inches tall? All right. Like since that would be six- wild. You know, six like a uh, honey. I shrunk the kids. Yeah, and shit like that. Like, like miniature. Dude, that's terrifying, man. Like in that man, like uh, puppet master, you'd be walking out the door, and he'd be he'd be hiding there, <laughs> like slash your slash your uh, Achilles tendon. Ah, you fall over and you're done. You they just jump on you. Just... I mean, I mean, he was like smaller than like Chucky, wasn't he? Yeah, like they're just like like yeah, like uh, less you know less than. A, a few inches eight nine inches tall yeah that's like you said he would just swing he would swing at chest level and right into your achilles Damn. that would be pretty wild i just want that's... to jump in real quick too mm-hmm. and say like you mentioned the egypt thing and like looking it up it actually like dwarfs and in smaller people and in ancient we're seeing yeah. as people that had gifts and for the most part they worked they were held a high position in society and they usually worked for the royal family which i thought was really cool so, i mean they really could have they said there's been a lot of you know reports of you know smaller races like that being found buried in tombs and around kings and stuff like that so sounds like that was a normal part of life was to have that race of people around with the egyptians as well so it's pretty cool yeah the whole fairy fairy godmother Maybe the fairy godmother's not a you know like in the Disney movies it's not a normal sized old lady it's like you know a little you know bird human. <laughs> yeah, it's true, but um, I think it was really fun. This is a lot of fun. It, after recent, you realize that there's a then just like the typical I think people think of like a gnome or a leprechaun or something like that. There was a lot more ones that had a lot of historical depth into them. So. I had a lot of fun looking into that. Yeah, and, and unlike in modern modern times, you know, everyone's talking about giant, giant, giants. But in in the past, you know, it was also little people. Like you know, uh, not you know, you know what I mean. I'm just gonna say little. People. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these, just I mean, these... race. You know, races of of people, or I mean, it's a mythological too. Like a couple of people we talked yeah. about, obviously, were more like creatures and not people, but that has short. As opposed to somebody like Bigfoot, who has, yeah, not necessarily. They're not always seen as small and frail and and weak either. You know, there's some out there who will fuck you up if they saw you. <laughs> and you oh, know, yeah. so. I mean, yeah, that one guy he would give steal your girl all in one all in mm. one move, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> you're thinking like, look at this man. What is he gonna do? And then bam, all, all, you're dead and your girl's gone. All so you gotta watch out for him uh but yeah i think for the most part that guy was kind of kind of creepy and suspect I realized that overall in most cultures they were seen as a good omen and actually just helped the people of the town that they were in and it's just a little bit creepier man like if i saw a bigfoot like of course i'd be scared you know i'd be intimidated and stuff like that but there's intimidation and then there's something like going from bush to bush <laughs> Oh, slowly yeah. like circling around you right 
at least if you're big, but at oh least I can God. see you, man. I know where yeah. you are. Like if you're small, like, I mean, that's like, that's like fighting, right? You know, MMA, yeah. like we all, we like these little, these little smaller guys, man, they're quick as shit and they can move around and be on top of you before you know it. And yeah, you might be bigger and, and be able to knock them out. You got to connect first. You got to be able to catch them. And if you can't yeah, yeah. catch them, then they're going to run circles around you. Be on you like a spider monkey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> yeah. I like the Wilfred. I can't think of the quote right now, but yeah, spider monkey, man. You think those little fucking little spider monkeys are crazy, man. Oh, no. I wouldn't want one. They just, you know, bite you. <laughs> like, right? oh my gosh. Slap you know, you go to swipe. Yeah. <laughs> Be across <laughs> the room before you realize it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, uh, uh, do you want to say, uh, just, I hope, uh, I'm going to, not sure when I'm going to put this out, but hopefully it'll be a different pace from all the 9-11 conspiracy shit that's going to be all over the, <laughs> my Instagram here coming up soon oh, yeah. on your birthday. On your birthday, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah, on my birthday. I mean, that's that topic is really not, I wouldn't say interesting. There's a lot of info to talk about, but me personally, I might be, like you said, you're going to hear about it everywhere. And, and out of like respect, in my opinion, out of respect to the people that died, I think it's just kind of easier not to really talk about it, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Me and Ron haven't really discussed that together about it, but really talk about having an 11 episode. Uh, I mean, just to me, honestly, it was inside job. <laughs> yeah. There's, but there's, yeah. <laughs> no, no, everybody has their opinions. On, you know what I mean? And like, I don't want, and uh, I mean, I guess they have their opinions on it. I just, I, I just, you I know, like you said, out of people, respect. It, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think most people, there's not a hundred different types of opinions. And I think most people think it was either, you know what I mean, like a real terrorist attack or it was an inside job. So whatever you think is what you think. The way I think, you know, 3,000 people, which is kind of a weird subject. Plus, it's on my birthday, uh, which is, I don't know, it makes it even a little more weird. But uh, yeah. So yeah, I think this is a fun episode, a little change of pace. We've been having a lot of guests here recently, which is fun, but it's always fun just to have well, um I guess a little preview. We do have the rest of September, but we're hoping October we can kinda obviously go with the Halloween theme, so it'd be really fun to do. I'm really into monsters anything Halloween, which I think a lot of people are, so look forward to October and all those fun episodes. But anything else did you I know we haven't talked about other things, but I know maybe we have coming up. I don't know if you had any. Well, um, ho- hopefully the uh, next episode we'll put out will be about uh, a, a place near and dear to my heart because it's uh, where I'm from. <laughs> but, you know, the Philippines, you know, you know, Pinoy pride. Uh, if you'll know, if you know any Filipino, you know, they're proud of being a Filipino. Like uh, if, if, if a Filipino person finds out some celebrity or athlete has like you know, 1% Filipino in them will immediately go out and support them and buy all their shit. That's just like the, <laughs> like, Filipinos awesome. support other Filipinos. Like that's just the thing. But oh, uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, it's a very fantastical land. There's a lot of interesting stories and, and things about that there. So hopefully uh, it'd be nice to get into that. And I also wanted to say that the uh, anniversary, our anniversary for the show is coming up. Uh, September 28th. Oh, awesome. Is, uh, yeah, so maybe uh, we'll 
we'll do something a little special for that episode, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> is that the um that's the first episode you ever put out? Yeah, first episode I ever put okay. out. What and, was the uh, what was the first episode to swing it back around to other people? Well, for people starting out, like if you listen to the first uh the first you know three episodes or so it's just me ranting <laughs> so that might <laughs> fair warning <laughs> it might turn a lot of people away because they're gonna be like oh yeah i'm gonna check the show out i'm gonna start at the beginning they're like crap <laughs> you know i don't want to hear some guy <laughs> ran on for freaking 30 minutes or whatever but the fourth episode i you know chart jotted down notes and i did the uh frankenstein which i'm actually very proud of i thought and it you know it's a very interesting uh subject that it ended up being a lot more interesting than i thought but then um i kind of was like uh it's kind of you know i still wanted to do it but it just i don't know it was like a lot of work and had a lot of shit going on in my life but um getting you and trey onto the show really you know it just turned up you know 10 times from from there you know it was was, it's actually fun to do you know it's something uh you know want to do and you know put out and then you know we had a little break here recently you know but uh yeah i'm you know, I'm having a lot of fun doing it and I'm looking forward to, you know, our second year anniversary in the future, you know? <laughs> yeah. I th- I'm excited too. I think the second year is really gonna, you know, I think we're finally getting into the swing of certain things and I got some, some legitimate equipment. So I don't sound so much like shit anymore, but I'm excited that we're going to kind of plan ahead and have episodes ready to go. And our plan is to keep it coming out pretty consistently from here on. So I'm, Hope everybody will stick with us and, you know, connect with us on Instagram, Imaginarium of Thought. Um, you can connect. I'm definitely going to post some stuff this week with some pictures of a few, you know, the few different people and stuff we discussed. But hopefully within the second anniversary, we can start getting more, uh, you know, more active on there and just kind of grow our audience and have more fun because it's definitely been a lot of fun. So I look forward to the one year anniversary, a little special into it, the next year of it. Yeah, and um, I was also going to say, um, uh, yeah, um, if you wanted to be on the show and you had anything you wanted to talk about and stuff like that, hit us up, you know. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think, Yeah. I mean, the last, didn't you say the last guest we had on, <clears throat> he, he messaged us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jayhan yeah. uh, Sator. Yeah, he's a pretty cool dude. Uh, if you want to check that. A lot of fun. Example of what Ron said, that was somebody that we hadn't, neither of us had ever met before, but um, he was on and I had a lot of, we had a lot of fun. I think everybody kind of knows our style. Uh, Hit us up and let us know. We'd love to have people on. Yeah. And especially, uh, you know, I mean, because you're kind of uh, getting into this, you're a little bit newer. So there's a a lot of information out there for you to discover and stuff. And, um, uh, for me, you know, I've been balls deep into the ship for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's just like, you know, it's a it's a fun experience for, you know, people to come on and just tell us shit. I, there's lots of, I'm still like learning stuff, you know. It's the. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like la- the last episode, a lot of it was me sitting back and just listening because, I mean, what Jahan was talking about was super interesting and stuff that I'd never really heard. Of course, it was exciting because I got to jump in and ask questions. I think it was just explain it. And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that didn't know about it either that probably felt like they learned a lot too. 
Yeah, and and I, I kind of like the uh, interview vibe. You know, being it's like a late night talk show. Or something. Oh yeah, it's much easier just to go. Well, tell me about this as opposed to. I mean, like I like doing research, especially you know most everything we cover obviously is something, and that's why we're covering it. But it is a little easier just to be able to listen questions that I feel like that I think most listeners would be you know want to ask. Yep. A lot of times when I listen to podcasts and I'm when I'm learning. I want to jump in there and ask questions and I kind of to ask the questions that people want to ask. So they, they learn everything they want to know. That's the whole point of the imaginary of thought, right? Which is like the perfect idea or the perfect name that Ron came up with is we're here just to kind of learn. no matter what the is, we're here to learn. Yeah. And, um, uh, because, uh, really they're imaginary because, um, once you stop, being imaginative and, and having free thought and just expressing your your mind that's when we we become stagnant as as individuals because no great inventor no great you know someone who comes up with this new scientific you know observation or something like that um there it's always a theory right it's a it's a new thought it's not it's not regurgitating the same sh- yeah we are regurgitating a lot of stuff but we're we're attacking at it it at many different angles and we're not like telling people what to believe. So it's, it's just leaving them uh, the stage open for them to express their thoughts and have new thoughts about it as well. You know, just, I think uh, once people stop, you know, being creative and imaginative and stuff like that, that's when we will become uh, feral people. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, without that, (laughs) movies and TV shows and music and art and, thing you can think of that's all comes from somebody's imagination that's a perfect yeah. example so yeah from cool. you know for, you know order out of chaos is what the secret societies like to say but you know but what over here is is we're uh you know making it make sense instead of creating the chaos we're creating the order you know through the chaos uh, i don't know i'm just <laughs> I, mean, I get what you're saying yeah that's what I like about it. I mean, I guess just kind of wrap it up. It's like, this is a place where you can come and basically talk about whatever you want, obviously within reason. And you're not going to be judged because a lot of what we talk, you know, people, other people in my life, not to judge them. But if I told them, you know, what'd you do last night? Oh, me and my buddy record a podcast about, you know, this little demon dude from Chile. They're going to look at me like I'm fucking crazy. But uh, here you can talk about whatever you want because it's fun. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to like let on like people who's like, racist or they you know oh yeah <laughs> you know, that's what i mean within reason yeah i mean like I chomo love or speech, something but yeah we're not me and ron are any of those things so we're definitely not going to give somebody a platform to promote that yeah uh, like you, you know you are a bad person <laughs> right we don't want you here <laughs> we don't yeah. want you exactly but um yeah cool it's exciting which in, in a way which is kind of uh not really free thought but in, in a way like if you're that's the fuck are you thinking about that in the first place? I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's free speech. There's that. I don't care. Yeah, free speech there has a limit. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. you have you have the right to say that shit, but then the person also has the right to whoop your ass. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> and not let you fucking spread that shit. Yeah, keep at uh, it. Keep that. Don't about it. No, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, this was fun, man. It was, a, I think, it was awesome. Uh, 
awesome subject I wouldn't ever really thought of to talk about and I had a lot of fun and hopefully so hopefully when this episode turns out I'll be like 10 or 15 butter beers deep and on a roller coaster somewhere so uh appreciate you helping appreciate you letting us record early that way we could get it in but hope everybody really enjoyed uh like I mentioned before the imaginary of thought on Instagram IOT Zach I know Ron's Berserk Cowboy on Instagram and we have some pictures on there of the, the creatures and the races of the little people we talked about today. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, if y'all don't mind leaving, uh, you know, the reviews and stuff like that, too, the five, the r- ratings. But that's, you know, that's if, yeah, if you want to. Don't worry. <laughs> if you don't leave us a five-star rating, then you're dead to us. That's what Ron's trying to do. <laughs> so, so uh, no, but for real, I mean, I guess we're going to keep rambling, but outside. Leave us a comment, you know, let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of, you know, because we, me and Ron talk to each other, but we don't, you know, hear from other people. We don't know what you want to hear. So let us know. And uh, I had a lot of fun. Hope you did too. And we'll catch you next time on the Imaginarium of Thought.